This is really about being free to create what you want your life to look like. We each are our own hero. And how do we take the challenges that come our way and see those as the birth process of us becoming heroic? Can you meet that judgment that ultimately will surface with neutrality? This is the Wall Street Coach Podcast with Kim Ann Curtin. Aloha, everybody. Welcome to the Wall Street Coach Podcast want to ask you to please subscribe and give us a like if you're happy with this content. Also, I have a free ebook, traderdiscipline.com. If you sign up there, we'll send you a copy of Discipline and Finding Your Edge. Enjoy this next interview. Welcome back, everybody, to the Wall Street Coach Podcast with me, Kim Ann Curtin, and today's guest, he has a big place in my heart, the one and only Jack Kellogg. Welcome to my podcast, Jack. Hey, Kim. Thanks for having me on. I'm really excited to be here. I'm really excited to have you. Uh, if you're living under a rock, traders, for some reason and don't know Jack's story, lucky for you, I'm going to recap it. Jack is not a typical millionaire trader. After he graduated high school, he didn't want to go to college, but he understood that if he wanted to craft a life he really desired, he would need to make money. And in 2017, he made a New Year's resolution to learn how to trade and started with 10000 he had saved from his valet job. Such you're one of the hardest workers I know, Jack. You truly are. And people think of him as an overnight success, but he spends years of grinding and working on side hustles, including an attempt, am I right, to sell bamboo pillows? What's that? Yeah, yeah, it was an attempt and a failure. <laughs> um, so fine-tuning all his skills paid off his discipline, his dedication. And then when the crazy Mark Veltility of 2020 hit, uh, he was prepared. He passed his $1 million profits in late 2020, and his growth has been exponential since. He's passed $10 million in profits this year and hasn't stopped. He's currently over $11 million in profits, and he is the ripe old age of 24 years young. <laughs> in addition to being a world-class trader, he's also a trading mentor, active in the trading community, and he takes part in events like Traders for Cause, which I had the good pleasure to finally meet him in person, having known you now for how long? How long do we know each other for? I would probably say a year and a half, maybe a little bit longer, Yeah, maybe two uh, years. Yep, I think you're right. I think it might be two years. I was very, very honored to uh, work with Jack, and Jack will talk a little bit about that today. This focus, of course, today is around emotional intelligence. That's something that really is near and dear to my heart. I know it's near and dear to your heart, Jack. Talk a little bit about just the journey that you've had, you know, as little or as much as you're comfortable sharing. Yeah, so after. 2020, it was a really wild market. And I created a lot of unhealthy habits that I was kind of just ignoring for a long time. And they kind of just built and built and built. And it eventually got to a point where I was very unhappy every single day, no matter if something good happened, if something bad happened, I was just in this drought of depression and, and very sad. And I was sick. And I just wasn't looking forward to the day. And it shouldn't feel like that because I, I was reaching a lot of goals in my trading. 
but that that's not everything. It has so much to do with so many other areas, so many other dimensions in your life. And so I started working with Kim and like the, I still remember like the first time we talked, like I was laying in my room. Um, it was like very dark and gloomy and uh, it was just like the entire mood. And then Kim helped me through numerous meetings over months just slowly and slowly kind of put the the life back into my face as she likes to always say when I see her and through just practicing learning my emotions understanding why I feel certain things I think that that's probably the biggest impact that I've had and it's, it's almost like I'll compare it to trading where you're you're losing a trade or you're winning a trade but like why are you losing or winning a trade and once you can kind of figure that out that's when you'll start to understand and even progress faster. And I feel like that kind of happened with my emotional intelligence where I didn't understand why I was feeling certain ways, but um, working with Kim, she had me write down like, Hey, I'm feeling this way because of this. And also really helping me understand that a lot of your history has to do with your present. So something that happened 10 years ago that you try to just bury in your past, not really think about it, like that's still going to come up and affect you. And those traits that you developed from that event that you had, usually a significant event, they'll come back and they'll haunt you. So you really have to dig deep and figure out and and have a realization like, wow, I I was affected by this. And I'm not just going to ignore it anymore. I'm going to get to the problem and I'm going to exploit it basically. I think it's so uh, really remarkable at your willingness to do the hard work as a trader and even around just that self-awareness. What do you attribute that discipline to being able to do the hard work to, Jack? That's a great question, Kim. And I think where I get this hard work uh, gene is just kind of seeing what, just like observing other people's lives and, and living in this society today where to really like see and, and understand like people who put in the work in different areas, whatever it is, doesn't matter what it is. If you put in work, you can be successful at anything. If that's, Uh, being a husband, being um, a family man, being in this field of career, whatever it is, if you put in the work, like you'll be rewarded and you'll enjoy your life more at the end of the day because you have something that brings fulfillment to you. And just working at anything every day is is what I enjoy. And uh, when I'm just kind of feeling like I'm not succeeding in, in something and not working I'm kind of just like I feel like I'm just wasting time a little bit but it, of course it's okay to relax as as long as you're realizing you're relaxing and you're not just going on this long time break where you're not doing anything for months and months and years and years it's okay to take breaks here and there don't get me wrong but every day you can learn something and you can progress and that's kind of my mindset on why I've worked hard in so many different areas. I just remember 
even in your investors underground interview with Anthony, you talked about, you know, the hours used to work because of valet do like a 12 hour shift. And then sometimes you would leave that 12 hour shift and go work at the restaurant. So that discipline, it feels like it's been a part of you for many, many years. And I have no doubt that kind of discipline carried over to trading. It, it had to be a big part of your ability to learn and have the hours that you clearly do need to be able to move. I mean, I know it's not overnight, but still it's pretty reasonably short, five, five years, right? It's really just five years for sure. But you gave your all. So let's just talk. We're going to go over to Twitter in a few minutes, but let's just talk a little bit about what you think are the biggest misunderstandings that you yourself see among traders who perhaps reach out to you, ask for your advice to be at the level you're at? What are even perhaps some of the misunderstandings you had about what this level required? Yeah, I would say the biggest thing that comes to my head right away is just like work ethic. And I think that's like really what um, separated me. Like we were just kind of talking about in the previous question, but I, I just see traders come to me and they have some success. They have some failure. They have some success. They have some failure and they can't really find their footing because they, they're not really putting everything they have into it. And I think that is kind of the biggest misconception like people like think they're working hard, but they're not really working hard. They're just doing some work. Right. And to really excel at a game that's so hard, you, you have to go above and beyond. And a lot of people always say, like, are you putting in 110% effort or are you putting in 70, 80% effort? I think that little nuance and that little difference of effort is the difference maker as, as well as we talked about discipline too. And that discipline to work hard and the discipline to stay dedicated dedicated to your craft. Because a lot of people also, if they see some failure, they'll get really down and they'll get sad and they won't put in the same amount of work as they've been putting in. Like, sure, some people always have some points in their life where they're really motivated and they're putting in a ton of work. But then there comes to a point where something happens, maybe outside of your life, maybe in trading, whatever it is, and it kind of just puts like the brakes to it right away. And it takes such a long time to get out of that slump. Whereas for me, I'm always focusing on the next day, right? So if I have a bad day trading, um, I make sure to analyze my trades on what I did. And I make sure to just get them out. Like for me, I'm always getting it like writing on my Excel sheet. Like I did this, whatever I did that I'm upset with myself for an hour or two. And then I accept it and I move on. And a lot of people hide from their losses. Like they're not ready to, to put their loss on their Excel sheet or on profitly info, whatever it is. Right. And, and if you just hide from it, you, you're never going to analyze it and learn from that loss. Yeah. That again is, I remember you described it as like a dissection of your loss that you do. And that again is your comfort with the discomfort. Mm -hmm. Your comfort with the discomfort of looking at that loss in the eye and being able to process that. 
I think that's it's it's an extraordinary skill set to have. Period. Never mind to have a twenty four, Jack. Mm-hmm. Yeah, thank you. I think you summed it up really well there, with just having that ability to really dissect the losses. Like I, I think the the best traders really do dissect their losses as quick as possible and realize their mistakes because that one bad trade will will stop traders from profiting for one, two, three, four, five months, whatever it is. And if you just think about it, like you're just losing out on different opportunities and you're also losing progress because you haven't moved on from that loss yet. Yeah. Yeah. What do you, you, you've talked a little bit recently about the fact that trading isn't so much now about the money for you. What, what is it about for you these days? Well, this year, it, it's been an interesting year this year. And since I've gotten my mentality and happiness up this year, it's, it's been interesting because I know if I was having the year I was having this year, one or two years ago, like I probably would have not had a great year trading because I just would have been mad all the time and, and not accepting. And I would have been way more harder on myself. But this year and, and trading this year, it's I'm learning new things. So it's a bit choppier for me. Um, I've had some good months, had some bad months. I, I took quite a big loss in August and I was able to move on from that loss like way quicker than I thought I would have ever moved on from it. And it just kind of shows my maturity as a trader isn't too much anymore about one single outcome on a trade. It's it's more about me learning. And if I can learn something and feel like my knowledge has increased, I'm happy about that versus I was only looking at stuff like, did I make money or did I lose money? Right. I don't look at it like that anymore where now it's me thinking about how much I've learned. And, and this year, I'm grateful for it. A lot of people would say, why would you be grateful for this year? It's been one of the worst bear markets in history. And for me, it's 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 so good to see this kind of market and, and learn this because for a decade, we've been in this market that's just gone straight up pretty much. And for something to kind of change and flip-flop it throws a new curveball at you and uh, you almost have to relearn some stuff, learn some new stuff. And I just think uh, the game is always evolving. And, and that's what I love about trading it is it's always different. Yeah. Yeah. It sounds like you really have such a holistic approach to what your day-to-day looks like. And, you know, I feel like you're such the perfect spokesperson of being a hard worker and yet you're so clear that it has like obviously everybody talks about this grind mentality which i know you know i'm not the biggest fan of i just don't like that word but i feel like you have this amazing ability to see like yes i'm disciplined i'm a hard trader a hard worker and dedicated to my craft but you're also conscious of life, like being balanced. Just talk a little bit about that perspective. When did it shift? And how are you operating now while still managing your life and your trading? Yeah, so this is probably the best question so far. And I think that 
I was in this grind type mindset for years, 
that I've, I've done, I know I've done a lot of trips this year and I've gotten away from the screens and I've picked up so many hobbies this year. Like I've, I've tried so many new things and I've experienced so many new things and I find my best trading is actually after I take a break. And when I come back, I may, I'm so locked in and I'm, I'm very fresh and I can, I can trade no matter like if, if there's a good setup or there's a bad setup, like I, I still trade and execute well because I have a fresh mindset. And then eventually I'll start to trade and trade and trade. And then it's like, okay, then I take a loss. It's like, all right, now I need a little bit of a break because you don't want to keep going down this slippery slope of if you do take a loss and then you keep taking losses, then you just get into this really bad mindset. So really just getting away and, and, having fun and experiencing new stuff. And it really only takes like one, one week, one month to really just make a year. So if that is the case, you don't need to be killing yourself every day to be at the market, especially at, at my stage. As I, I know, like I can learn a lot by just talking with other people and, and looking, even looking back, just because I'm not necessarily trading doesn't mean I'm still not learning something or reading a new book or, or listening. I'm still always trying to learn something every day, but it's just in a sense, I don't need to click buy the buy and sell button uh, or short and cover button every single second of the day. You know, we have a group, we have sophisticated traders to listen to this podcast and we have beginners. How would you advise a beginner who's hearing this conversation about, yes, you have to work hard, and you also don't want to be one-dimensional. How would you talk to yourself, let's say, if you went back to when you started, what would your advice be to yourself or to these beginner traders about finding that healthy balance? Yeah, I would say that working hard is a must, right? You have to work hard, but you just have to make sure that you're working, you're also working smart. So there's a thing where you're working, you could work hard and just kind of grind your gears, grind your gears, grind your gears and not really get anywhere. And at a point, like you have to take a step back and like say, how can I use my time most efficiently? And sometimes it can be from just studying or uh, working on some data on Excel or whatever it can be. It's just that you're progressing in in some area that involves trading it could just be from conversations talking with people watching youtube videos like whatever it is you can work hard without actually trading 24 7 that's what i'm trying to say beautiful beautifully said because i can see that that is tricky it's even tricky for sophisticated traders so it sounds to me like you're looking at a bit, you're looking at everything from the big picture. You're looking like down from the top of a mountain over the landscape. What do you think helped you start to look down that way? Just, just in general. I would say maybe I had a house on like in the town that I'm looking over now. And I was just so involved with my house to make sure like I was doing everything every single day uh, in my house for myself. And I never went outside really and like spoke with my neighbors and saw different areas of the village and that kind of stuff. 
And at one point I eventually opened up the door and I said, like, hi, my name's Jack. Like, nice to meet you. Like, who are you guys? Tell me about yourself, et cetera. And I eventually made my way up the mountain and now I'm looking over something and I'm like, wow, this is a lot more beautiful of a view first just looking at my bed perfectly made. Like now I'm looking at the entire village working and um, all working with each other. It's beautiful. It's beautiful. All right. I have more questions for you, but we're going to go meet with at least 154 people who are in the Twitter space. Welcome everybody to this amazing Twitter space with the one and only Jack Kellogg. Jack, you're in the room. Yes. Yeah, I'm here. Can you hear me? Oh, yep, you're crystal clear. So good, good. To, to have awesome. you here. We just had a great 30 minute conversation with the video podcast. That plus this will be combined together on next week and we'll release the podcast on the Wall Street Coach podcast. My name is Kim Ann Curtin. I am the Wall Street Coach. I do executive coaching and coaching for traders. Jack and I are talking a little bit today about trading EQ and just about his incredible willingness to be with the hard to be with stuff. Jack, thank you for being on this Twitter space. Yeah, thanks for having me. We just had a, a great talk over on the uh, Zoom call. So really excited for that to come out. And I think the, the Twitter space will go really well as well. So I'm, I'm quite excited. You know, some of what we talked about that we'll touch upon here too is this balance between being a hard worker, being somebody who's incredibly disciplined and balancing that with having a life and being able to be a person who doesn't just trade and only trade. So if you're willing to just elaborate on that more, I would love for you know you to just wax on about that for a few minutes. Yeah, so Kim and I did a lot of talking about being multidimensional and not just being a trader. And it's something that I personally struggled with really bad all throughout 2017, 2018, 2019, 2020. So for four years, and it kind of created this unhappiness throughout my entire day where it didn't really matter what I did during that certain day. Even if I was trading good, if I was trading bad, trading was my pretty much my life, unfortunately. And I just realized that I had to change because I was getting sick and I, I was super unhappy. So I worked with Kim and she helped me open my eyes to being more multidimensional and having different areas in your life. And I've been able to just take that and run with that and just create this. We we're talking a little bit about looking over an entire village versus just being in one house. And it's, really good to feel that multi-dimension of, of different things that can then make you happy. Because like I was saying, if you, if you just have one thing and it's trading, especially it's going to be super depressing, even this year where the market's really, really tough. And we've been in this terrible bear market. If you're only focused on trading, it's not going to make you happy at all. What do you feel, especially to those traders that, you know, are listening and they're like, wow, like, 
here's this guy and let me, you know, for whatever reason or living under a rock and don't know the incredible crafting that Jack has done over these past five years. Let me just repeat some of his bio here, which, you know, I read before, but he isn't a typical millionaire trader. 2017, he made a New Year's resolution to learn how to trade, started with $10,000 that he had saved from his valet job. And a lot of people think, you know, he is an overnight success, but he has spent years really working hard, even on his side hustles to start as a trader in the first place. That fine tuning of his skills was obviously important to your success, Jack. How do you though, balance that? Now, going forward, just for yourself and to those listening, I'm sure they're kind of curious, like, how is it that you can work really hard and still have this life outside of trading? Yeah, so it definitely is difficult. I tried and failed for quite some time while I was trading, and I think it just comes with maturity as a trader and also as just self-recognition, which Kim helped me with. And I would say that to just only trade and to work hard, there's different areas you can work hard in and still work on your trading without burning out and, and over trading. Where this year I've I've just done a lot a lot of time of just listening to books or speaking with friends or working on other businesses and other side ventures and still remaining to trade at the same level and, and still learning so much more ab about different things. And I feel like just kind of detaching when I have to has been a lot easier. Whereas in the beginning, I would kind of hold on to these thoughts over and over and over and over again. And something that Kim and I worked on was letting emotions come in and letting them flow out instead of just attaching yourself to how something went into the day and wasting so much of your time feeling that emotion and kind of fighting it. If you just let the emotion come in and pass through, I've been able to move on a lot quicker this year. And even when I took quite a few large losses this year, if that happened to me uh, in 2020 or 2019, I would really hold on to that that loss and that emotion and I wouldn't let it take its course through me and it would be very difficult for me to then move on in a timely manner and we were also talking about dissecting the losses as quickly as you can and working hard on dissecting your losses and not holding on to them at all. So it, it kind of has to do with this. It, it all ties hand in hand with emotions and with actually looking at your trade data and everything. If you just do it and move on, it's the best thing that you can do because it opens up so much more space for other stuff in, in your emotional and intelligence to think about everything else. I really here, just again, in all different areas, Jack, your willingness to be with discomfort, be it the difficult emotions, be it the dissection of your losses. Do you suspect that that sense, I always like to use the word like a dragon, it's like a willingness to face one's own dragon. Where do you think that comes from? How at such a young age, you're so young, 
And yet you have this kind of internal grit to look at even those losses without turning white. That's hard to do, right? The ego usually gets very unhappy at looking at losses. Mm -hmm. So what informs that? I think it's mostly self-awareness of understanding what will happen if you run from that dragon. There'll be so many different things that come up. Maybe you'll have some short-term comfort. Like, for example, if you take a bad loss or something happens, like, oh, you can just take a pill or you can drink or you can do whatever. And you can kind of just ignore that problem. And you're like, oh, I'm just going to get through this by forgetting the problem, right? And if you do do that, it's going to come back and it's going to haunt you so bad without even realizing that it's haunting you. And that's something that we also worked on when we worked together is things that affected me when I was really young, like came back and were affecting me just a few years ago. And they still will if you don't recognize why you feel certain ways because of events that have happened in your past. So I just think the best thing you can do is really just face the dragon and accept the pain and move on and try not to let that thing that happened bring you down for weeks, months, years. If you just let it affect you for maybe one, two, three days max, you can do everything to move on past it a lot quicker and it'll be for the better. Let's talk a little bit about the importance of physical health. You've shared that in other forms too, that you really had to start to take care of your body. Just talk about how you've seen that impact you as a trader, putting a focus there. Yeah. So when I was trading really hard, I didn't take care of myself at all, whether it was with eating or whether it was exercising, whether it was breathing. And I just find now if I have so many techniques that help me feel better via health, which is I love going for walks. Like today I had a red day. Some things happened within the past 24 hours that started to affect me and trading was difficult today. So I, I went for a long five or six mile walk today and I had some sushi. And I, I've been taking deep breaths and I've been thinking and analyzing stuff that has happened. And I just think that I'm facing it and also I'm doing it very healthy. I'm breathing in oxygen and I'm going for a calming walk and I'm getting outside and I'm, I'm breathing fresh air. I'm getting sun. All these little things add up so much more than you could ever think. Whereas if you don't do anything and you just watch the World Cup, like USA play Wales, like you're not really going to get anywhere or where you want to be. Like I think it really starts with getting outside mainly and just kind of getting out of that space for a little bit of where the hard to be feelings were just kind of getting out of it for a little bit and just taking some time to be healthy and uh, kind of having some time to, to think clearly. Beautiful. I know you are also a fan of massage. I remember we have Anthony here in the room. I remember Anthony asking you about that and you talking about how important massage has been too, just to your body having gone through yeah. such 
a really intense couple of years. And that's something I'm really, you're still doing for yourself, I presume. Yes, still getting weekly massages. When I'm not traveling, I I go every week and it's more of like a, a pain. Like my massage therapist is great because she really understands and will ask how certain things feel and it's not just a typical massage so it's it's more custom to how i'm feeling and if i'm feeling stressed or my neck hurts or my mid back hurts or whatever it is really taking the time to work on those areas and kind of work out the knots and whenever i leave i i just feel all the stress that I did have eventually kind of dissipated. Whereas in the beginning, when I, when I started getting massages and, and being healthier and stretching, et cetera, it was more of like you had to slowly work all of it out because it wasn't like, oh, I just got one massage and everything was great. Like I had to really commit myself to sometimes I was even going a couple times a week to do the best that I could to slowly release all the stress that I've been holding for many years. And eventually now it's become a thing where my body will hold on to some stress, but then after I get a massage and I'm, I'm active, it'll just dissipate, right? Instead of having to slowly work all of it out over months. Yep, yep. We have a question coming in here from Funnel. I'm going to add you as a speaker now. What's your question for Jack? And you just have to unmute your mic for now. Yeah, I was hoping to ask him about the when we start as a retail. Should we focus more to get information from the people who are from exchange who have like many year experience, like who have risk reward of like one to twenty, one to fifteen, or should we focus or mainly on the retail traders? That's my question, my first question. Thank you. I had a little trouble understanding what you were asking. It's kind of a question and also like maybe an answer, like because like a lot of retail traders when they start, they really focus on trying to see from other books. I think maybe a lot of people should maybe should focus on who people like who work at the exchanges or market makers because they used to have like forty to one or twenty to one uh, risk to reward comparing to others. Uh, they have a lot of information about the market. A lot of like for myself, like I, I start seeing from YouTube and from some retail traders. But I think more retail sh- traders should focus on people who have experience, like market makers and who people who have worked on the exchange. They will give you like some edges comparing to others. I think that would be okay. Let's yeah. see. Let's see what Jack stands on that. Yeah, for me, I haven't really ever cared what the market makers were doing. And I think it's just a game where you're trying to like predict what they're going to do. And you really never know who's positioned where or whatever it is. And I think the the best thing you can do to, to learn and to get a good risk to reward trade is just track data and track patterns and not really trying to predict what market makers are going to do or really learn from market makers because they're really sketchy. All right. We have another question here from Pilers. What's your question for Jack? Thanks for being here today. Just unmute that mic. 
If you guys liked this conversation with me and Jack, please be sure to retweet that we're having it right now so we can get as many people here learning the wisdom that Jack has at such a young age. So pilots, we can hear you now. What's your question? Hey, Jack. How are you, man? I have a question about uh, usually every trader has an edge and you don't see your edge and what we have to do to not to trade. I mean, we force ourselves to trade. At that moment, when I, when I don't see my setup, what should I do to not to trade and don't, don't force the trade? Just work and, and study on something else and like understand that there's thousands, tens of thousands, if not hundreds of thousands of different edges in the market. And it's great if you have a small account and you're focused on one edge and you should continue to trade that edge to grow your account. But there's nothing stopping you from learning different edges and just working on different stuff. Like you can work on your emotional intelligence. You can work on how you're feeling in trades. And that can really propel you to trade different styles. Whereas it doesn't really matter what the strategy is if you don't have the emotions to back up and discipline to back up your trading you could really trade any edge and not have not execute well so i think that every single day you can you can always work on your emotional intelligence and kind of getting better in, in that field jack i'm just gonna ask you a follow-up we both know that a lot of traders don't think emotional intelligence is important what do you think is the reason for that why do people not get that or traders don't get that i think a lot of people just think black and white which is kind of what i thought in the beginning too where it's like i made money or i followed my edge i did good or i lost money or i didn't follow my edge i did bad and i think it has a lot more to do with like you can make different decisions maybe it wasn't a good day to trade because you didn't feel good or maybe you're, you're trading too big because you didn't you took a loss before whatever it is and i think a lot of trading really comes down to that and that's kind of what i wanted to focus this discussion on especially with kim being here as she's the wall street coach and i think anyone can find edges but it's really just about am i going to have that emotional discipline to really make money in any field because I have that high emotional intelligence to not lose all my money if, if something bad happens and I'm not going to continue to to press when I shouldn't. That's it's such a powerful statement what you just said to not press when you shouldn't. That one's worth putting on a post-it because it's it happens that so many traders they press when they shouldn't. All right, we have another question here from Afghan Rebel, what's your question for Jack? And thanks for being here. Oh, he's gone. All right, we have NFTG. Let's see if that works. NFTG, just unmute your mic. It says you're connecting. I just had a quick question for Jack. What was like a major turning point in your career trading that like kind of like an aha moment for you? Yeah, sure. We can talk about really the simplest thing that like if we're speaking from the beginning, which is what I think you're you're asking about, it was really just 
seeing a successful trader cut losses quickly, right? It really was as simple as that. Whereas in the beginning, my trading was win small, lose huge, right? And once I've kind of saw like the opposite where it's okay to lose small a bunch of times and then win huge. And that's when it started to really be like, oh, wow, like that's what you have to do. I had it wrong the entire time where I'm just focused on trying to win. And when I am winning, I just cut my winners way too short. And when I'm losing, I'm just going to hold on and kind of add and add and add. And then you have a huge position that you're you're losing in. And when you're in a winner, you, you have no size and you're just winning really small. So once I saw that, I kind of flipped up to adding to winners and, and cutting losers quick. Beautiful. Okay. We're going to go to you, Nick. I see you sitting there for a while trying to ask a question. So this question is regarding your trades on SQQQ and TQQQ. So coming from someone who traded at small caps and OTCs, what specific patterns did you see in trading those like the SQQQ and TQQQ? Yeah, so it's definitely hard to just sum it up and be like, I'm doing this because X, Y, Z, like it's the overall indice. And there hasn't been much volatility in small caps and OTCs. So this year I've spent a good deal of time learning about investing as well as indice trading short term. And just through literally watching the market over and over and over again for the entire year, you start to pick up on patterns and slowly I started to to trade them and I made some money trading them over the last few months. And then I really decided to size up because I was confident after we got the lower CPI print to kind of understand what I think for me, it's like having a thesis on what the market's going to look like, whatever, if it's 10, 15, 20 days out, something like that. And really just understanding like these certain inflection points where you can see a trend shift. And with the indices like in TQQ, SQQ, they have amazing liquidity. And if I'm wrong, I just simply exit. And sometimes I'll take losses on them, but it's it's never a devastating loss because I don't have liquidity problems like I, I do in a lot of other small cap and, and OTC situations where you just enter and, and exit. And as long as I cut my losses quickly on these, I'm still able to turn a good profit on them. And there's some days where I just kind of see the trade in my head before the market opens and they almost do exactly what I think. And then there's some days, of course, where I'm just completely wrong and I'm just make sure to, you know, take a few small losses and then shut down because I'm obviously off today and, and next day is always a new day. So Jack, what do you attribute as the critical pieces of your being able to go from a million in profits in late 2020 and then finding yourself going past 10 million at 11 million now in profits, what up leveling, as you look back on the journey you've had, what up leveling did you have to do? Yes, literally as a trader, the discipline and the work that you had to step into, but also on the you know emotional intelligence side. Yeah, so I think that I kind of always 
was learning new things, even when I had a strategy or a, a process and I was able to kind of be like, okay, I know what to do in this certain market, but I was always fascinated by other markets and, and other strategies. And I was always constantly trying to network, trying to learn from other successful people who trade. And I, I don't think I'm ever the best at any strategy, but I think I'm really good at learning new things and having that emotional intelligence to kind of go into any market, whether it's OTC, small cap, indices, investing, whatever it is, and use my emotional intelligence to kind of get in there and do my best I can and learn the most I can to trade. It never happens overnight. It's not like I just see a new setup and I'm like, oh, I know exactly what to do. Let me make money. But it takes for me to see other people make money in a certain setup a few times and be like, oh, wow, like, how are you doing that? Whatever. I don't even really need to, to speak with them. I just need to watch and see what they're thinking and doing. And then I can kind of formulate a thesis in my head on why certain things are working, why certain things aren't working. And over time, just develop a process and edge in different strategies. And then as a trader, I can kind of go to different areas of the market while different areas are hot and stay present with the market. So I'm usually always still watching everything and still trading everything small. But then once something starts working for me, I size up on what's working and I just keep small size and stuff that's not working. And then I milk it for everything that it's worth. And then I move on to the next hot wave, the next strategy, the next process. And then I trade that for everything it's worth. And just getting back to it, it's that emotional intelligence to understand what kind of cycle you're in. Like life's just a cycle and you go through times when you're happy, times when you're sad, times when things are good, times when you're good with your family, when things are tough with your family, whatever it is, everything's always a cycle. And you just have to do your best to take advantage and really just ride out the good stuff and try your best to move on from the bad stuff as quickly as you can. Guys, this is the Wall Street Coach podcast. We do it two parts, one with video, one with Twitter space. This conversation with Jack will probably come out at some point next week. The Wall Street Coach podcast, love you to subscribe there. If you're enjoying this conversation, please do a retweet to bring other people in the room. Jack, we've had you here for a while now. Are you okay? And still take another question or two if you guys have questions. Yeah, that's cool. Another question or two for sure. You've got, all right, Kareem, the mic is yours. Yeah, thanks a lot, Jack, for talking today and Kim for hosting this. Jack, I was wondering if you could speak to the sort of educational process you went to and how you developed an edge and what is an edge to you? Yeah, so an edge to me, and like I was kind of speaking with the last question, it's just seeing something consistent in the market over and over again. And for me, it's just networking and learning from different people and seeing what people are doing and that's really been my whole education. It's just been speaking with people and watching people and talking with people and seeing what they're doing. And eventually, I, it's not like I just trust the system right away or the strategy like, oh, you made money on this specific trade. I'm just going to do this the next day. Like I need to see consistency through that pattern for a few months at least. 
And then I just start in. I'll try something new. Like I tried bamboo pillows. I failed. I was doing valet parking. I just did well <laughs> in that. So I've tried like a lot of things. Uh, Jack did try way back when he was working all of these side gigs at 17 years old. I don't know how old you were when you were trying to sell those bamboo pillows. But that's what I hear from you, Jack, all the yeah. time is this you're unattached. Like you have this ability to be like hold it, but then put it down, whatever it is. It's remarkable. Like you don't get too attached. Yes, with different strategies to make money, like it's always changing. And you can see with boom and bust cycles happen over and over and over again. And for me, I just don't want to get involved in a cycle of a bust and just have it continue to just slowly bankrupt me and make me really sad because I don't need to be focusing on that, especially for, let's say, example for like Bitcoin, right? A lot of people were doing really well on Bitcoin and now it's come all the way back down below the breakout. And if you just get too attached to something, it's kind of crazy how quickly it can evaporate. And uh, there's always going to be another hot wave somewhere else in the market. And it's just about continuing to learn and develop my emotional intelligence on top of learning different strategies in the market. What does the future hold for you? What are the future goals that you have set for yourself personally and professionally? A few personal goals that I have is to really just continue what I'm doing in life and I feel like at this stage right now, it's I've just been, I want to continue learning and trying new things. And it's really just what I've been doing over and over again. And I, I wouldn't say like I've really set a hard goal on anything except continuing where I'm at my journey and continuing to learn different things. It's more of a, I set goals day by day, week by week, month by month, but maybe I need to work on that a little bit, but these, I don't really have any long-term goals at the minute. Yeah, that's, I, I'm just curious, but I feel that your open-mindedness is, it's remarkable just among anybody, but never mind someone who is 24 years old. So I have said this to you a bunch of times. You are an old soul, Jack. You really are an old soul. We have Afghan Rebel, his third try. Question for Jack. Sorry, it kept disconnecting. Okay. Hey, Kim, how you doing? Hey, Jack. Doing good. Hey. How you doing, bro? Super duper awesome to hear that you were saying you were trying not to fully identify your worth as a trader. You were trying to diversify into different aspects. I went through a similar thing and I'm probably still going through it. And I am trying to diversify in terms of related to stocks, a little bit of prop firm, and I just got into student rental. Can you, I guess, take a step back? Like, how did you identify where, what to do? Like, how did you diversify? And how did you find out that, hey, I need to diversify or I should 
stopped diversifying, now I'm no longer fully affected by the impacts of a trader. Yeah, so I knew to diversify because, one, I wasn't happy. Two, I looked at my account balance and I was like, this doesn't seem smart to just be so one-dimensional with everything and, and just continuing to kind of do the same thing over and over again right now. I need to kind of pick a direction and, and try new things for not only my finances, but also my health and my mentality. So I started working with Kim a couple of years ago, and that's where I started my journey of becoming more multidimensional. So Kim and I worked on understanding emotions as well as understanding the history of your oneself. And then from there, it was trying new things small and seeing what I like, not even just in trading, but also in life, trying different hobbies, watching different sports, traveling to different places, trying different food. And for me, it is a slow process of weeding out what you like, what you don't like, and eventually you wake up one day and you have these di all these different aspects to your day and you get out of bed and you just kind of smile because you're like, okay, I'm going to wake up and go for a walk. I'm going to get my coffee. I, I'm going to get this kind of coffee there. I'm going to do this, whatever it is. And it's just not me waking up at 8, 8.45 and just going to the computer and being like, okay, which of my OTC stocks are gapping up? What trade setup do I have today? etc. And it's just a lot more satisfying and, and being a lot more happy to just have way more of my my focus diversified. So instead of having just in a 90-10 focus, 90% focus on stocks and 10% focus on my girlfriend, which is what I had, now it's a lot more different from I have you know, some focus here, some focus there, some focus there, et cetera. And just always making sure I have my priorities straight, but also making sure that I'm not getting too stuck at one thing. Noel, I'm going to let you talk in a minute, but I just want to acknowledge Jack's girlfriend who's in the room, Mari. I'm just so glad you're here. How important, Jack, do you feel it is to have support? Your girlfriend is a trader. Mari is a trader, which I imagine is beneficial to your support. Just in general, talk about having support from either a loved one or just a community of traders. How much has that impacted? your trajectory yeah it's 100 percent been the difference maker for me and just to have support because my parents didn't really support me too much and also friend especially male friends they don't really like to support you if you're going to take a big leap of confidence they always kind of come in after the fact so Mari was definitely always there on my worst and my best days and just continuing to support me no matter what happens and continuing to grow together and learn new things together, go through emotional cycles and using all of that 
knowledge and information to grow better as a couple and also as traders and also as every other area of your life. Yeah. Noel, what is your question for Jack? And then we'll probably bring it to a close. He's given us a lot of time today. His podcast will come out sometime next week, 30 minutes of a Zoom conversation with Jack. And then we've had this really robust question. You guys have asked great questions. Thanks for contributing to this conversation. I always like to have other people be involved in these conversations because you guys are on the front lines and you have the right questions. So, oh, I think we've lost that gentleman. Maybe he'll come back. Is there is there any mindsets, Jack, as we kind of close this up, that you'd like to see shift in the trading community? What are the mindsets that if you had a magic wand to change around sophisticated traders or even beginners that you'd like to see different? What would those be? I would say right now, just understanding that we're in a cycle of toughness and seeing a lot of, you know, seeing some new traders and some experienced traders and get kind of down and just to kind of understand that we're just in a cycle and it's been pretty tough for at least a year and a year and a half, I would say. But eventually, like the market will be better or whatever you're struggling with, even outside of trading, like it'll get better as long as you keep working hard and showing up and saying mentally. And, you know, there, there's always something to work on. So don't feel like, hey, I can't do anything today because I, my strategy isn't presenting an opportunity. Every day is an opportunity to learn something new and to progress in something and make sure you're, you're making the best of it. So not really one mindset, but kind of a, a jumbled up mindsets that I'm constantly reminding myself of and, and also my friends to to work on. Jack, you're an inspiration. You're just an incredible human being. Your generosity not just to the trading community, but to so many people in your life. I'll never forget that post you did where you gave your parents $100,000 for your birthday. That generosity and giving back, Jack, it's just, again, so rare in anybody, never mind somebody so young. I just would love to close on that. How important is gratitude to you just in general? Does that really, it seems like it's, I see you constantly practicing that. How important do you feel that is to how you succeed in life? Yeah, I think gratitude is a big thing that you have to constantly be working on or you're just going to be a negative individual every single day. And for me, I've I've felt that way before where I've I've been very short biased before, I've been negative towards everything, I've been very cynical and I've not shown any gratitude and something I really struggled with at the beginning of my trading journey. And now it's kind of yeah, I'll still take, it's not even about shorting, right? I'll still take shorting opportunities. It doesn't matter. It's just the mindset that really comes with that, of that cynicism where now it's me just practicing gratitude, whatever it is in, in life and just constantly trying to look at the bright side. You can have patches and moments where you're just like, this sucks, this is terrible, blah, 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 wow. Oh, this is bad, but it's just important to only go through small moments like that. Kim and I were talking on the Zoom call about 
how you just need to let emotions come in and come out. So if you're getting really frustrated, it's fine to be frustrated. It's fine to be mad. It's fine to be really sad about certain things. But eventually those emotions will pass. And then it's it's just about practicing gratitude and appreciation because every day is really a gift to be at this age, especially for me to be at this age, to be in this career, to be touching a lot of people and helping a lot of people. And at the end of the day, it it makes me proud to go to bed knowing that I've helped a lot of people. And it's it's really a difference maker compared to just sitting there and uh, trading in your room over and over and just kind of seeing numbers on your screen go up or down. And it's not a healthy mindset or lifestyle. Jack, you are definitely a world-class trader, but you are a world-class human being. And I am just so grateful to know you. And thank you for all the time you've given me and this community for over all these years. But especially with today's conversation, I can't wait to release this next week. And just thank you for coming on my podcast. Yeah, it's it's really been a pleasure for me to come on your podcast. One, because I haven't been on, on your podcast yet, as well as you really helped me out with everything back when I was struggling. So it feels great to give back and, and just have a conversation and kind of look back and see where I was, you know, 12 to 24 months ago and kind of merge all my thoughts together over those months and and kind of just see where we're at so it's it's really been a pleasure for me to come on and uh speak with you kim and everyone else it's just you're just so special and i have no doubt that everybody that listens to this is going to grow and it's going to stretch and have their eq raised so you're just a walking talking example of really somebody who is just unstoppable and i Can't wait to see all that you create with the rest of your time on this planet. So thank you, Jack. Thank you to everybody that came here. I'm sending you guys lots of good vibes. Keep an eye out for next week when we drop the podcast. Of course, I'll put it out there on Twitter. All right. Thanks, everybody, for coming to this Twitter space. You're awesome. Jack, I'm sending you a big hug and, of course, lots of aloha. (laughs) Okay, Kim, giving you a hug back. Thanks for everything. And thanks to everyone for showing up. This has been the Wall Street Coach Podcast with Kim Ann Curtin. You can find out more about her and her team online at thewallstreetcoach.com. If you've enjoyed this podcast, please consider leaving a five-star review on iTunes. Thank you for listening.